Good afternoon, welcome to Money Tips. Hope you're having a good day today. If you hear a bit of wind in the background, it's because it's a windy, wet day here in London. So the Money Tips news roundup on, on a Friday, Friday the 18th of February. I want to talk about three things. First of all, government borrowing, UK government borrowing, which has soared to 8 billion, not for the year, but in a month. Uh, secondly, Uber drivers, a landmark ruling by the Supreme Court, uh, rules that they are not really self-employed people. They're not self-employed, employed people. And lastly, I want to talk about a free property summit for uh, Money Tips followers uh, th this weekend. So uh, I, I, I will be talking to you about that later. So first of all, the uh, government in the UK, as we know, has borrowed a lot of money in the last year. But in January, the amount that they borrowed was uh, the amount that borrowed was uh, the amount they took in in tax was was less than the amount borrowed, in other words. And January is normally a very good month for taxation because people pay a lot of tax in that month. A lot of self-employed and businesses pay their their uh, taxes and their tax returns are submitted in that month. So you'd expect that the, the, the amount coming in would exceed borrowing. So it's almost like the country's living on a on a massive credit card. Uh, so that that's something to, to really kind of look out for there. Um, the it's actually the highest monthly sort of January figure since in, in 10 years. But annual borrowing last year reached 270 billion pounds, 270 billion pounds. That's over 300 billion dollars, which is 222 billion up on the previous year. Uh, this is according to figures by the Office for National Statistics. Now, if you think about a billion pounds, you know, if you had a billion pounds or a billion dollars or a billion of most things, uh, euros, uh, pesos, whatever it is, you know, that's a lot of money. And you could live on that for the rest of your life, the rest of your children's life, the rest of your grandchildren and their grandchildren's lives. And, and we're talking about billions here. And the government have borrowed I reckon it's probably closer to 300 billion just in, in one year. So that's 300 billionaires. Uh, and it's just incredible amounts of money. And in America, it's reaching trillions. And Biden, the President Biden, has, has announced that he's going to spend another $2 trillion uh, to stimulate the economy. Well, it's all taxpayers' money at the end of the day. It may be borrowed at the, for, the, for the moment, but at the end of the day, it has to be paid back. And this comes at a time when tax income, the amount, you know, we all pay taxes and uh, the income coming in has plummeted by just under just under one billion. Uh, while the, the government sort of splashed out uh, 19 billion more on last year on measures such as furlough. This is keeping people off work where companies can say to people, stay at home and claim back 80 percent of their, their salaries from the government. Well, it's not the government, it's, it's the taxpayers, it's our money. Uh, so spending and, and, and QE, quantitative easing, that's in, in effect printing money, will have to be repaid either through higher taxes or if the economy uh, starts to, to move again and companies start to pay corporation tax or more corporation tax and businesses pay more tax. This is if the lockdown is lifted uh, in, in the near future. Uh, because the economy is effectively shut down at the moment, or most of it. And as retail sales fell by nearly 10% last year, fell through the floor. 
Conservative backbench MPs. These are MPs that are voted in, but they're not in the government. They're back. They're called backbench MPs. They're really putting pressure on the government to to lift these lockdown restrictions by Easter, uh, because the economy needs to be opened up. And if the economy was moving again, and and restaurants and bars and cinemas and theatres could could open again, then people would be out spending money. And a lot of our economy. Growth. The GDP is based on how much is spent, uh, so people can't spend any money. Actually, people are putting are saving money in the bank. People who are working and are not too bothered by by the lockdown um, are actually accumulating more money in their bank accounts than ever. But people need to spend money for the the economy to move. Because if you're hoarding all your money, uh, as they were doing in Japan for twenty or thirty years, the economy stagnates and eventually. Uh, goes into a deflationary uh, decline, which is, is bad for everybody. And so people need to get out and spend money. But what do you spend money on when most of the shops are closed, restaurants are closed, and you know it's, we, we know what the situation is. So, and, and also it creates a, a, a negativity in, in people's mind. Why would they go out and buy new cars and, and, and these sorts of things when things are uh, up in the air? So we need we need to get the economy moving again. I know there's still uh, you know the virus out there, but the virus will eventually work its way through and come out the other end. You know this coronavirus is based on SARS. Uh, it's it's a SARS two virus, and you know when we had SARS, which mainly affected Asia, we didn't shut the world's economy down. Even Asia didn't shut its economy down. It just isolated those people who've got it. Did some testing. Did some border restriction testing, and it eventually went away and this this will eventually go away obviously you know 90% of the people who are um uh, in in an elderly or vulnerable situation have been vaccinated in this country and within the next few weeks uh, the people you know the people that account for 99% of deaths in hospitals will have will have been vaccinated so why not open up the economy and that's what a lot of powerful backbench MPs are are saying right now because the vaccine at the, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it protects you against getting the disease, but it doesn't actually mean that you can't uh, get the disease or transmit the disease. So, you know, if as long as we people are careful and uh, measures are put in place, then I don't see why the economy cannot be opened up again. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is Uber drivers. May not be of much interest to you, but Uber drivers are treated at the moment as self-employed although they're really employed by Uber. They're told what, what, what to do, uh, that they have to work through the Uber app, they have to follow rules. They're not really self-employed as, as black taxi drivers are, and yet they've been treated as self-employed by Uber uh, and at, up to this time. So that means they're responsible for all their own taxes, they don't get any sick pay, they don't get any holiday pay, uh, and if anything goes wrong, uh, they're on their own. And Uber can sit back in California and just say, fine, you know, uh, we don't own any taxis. We don't employ anybody. We're making billions of pounds, billions of dollars because we've got a super business model. But the government here doesn't agree with that. And they've been and, and the workers don't agree with it either. And they've been taken to court and initially a tribunal ruled that they're not really self-employed. And then Uber has appealed against this through the appeal courts, and it's gone all the way up to uh, the Supreme Court. Now, Supreme Court judges, the highest court in the land, has ruled that they are not self-employed, and 
you know, the, the, the Uber's going to have to do something about this uh, because they're not really self-employed. You know, when I had a business, it would have been great if I could have said to all my employees, uh, you know, you're all self-employed. We'll pay you X amount per month. and You sort out your own tax. You sort out your own national insurance. If you're sick, you, you know, you don't get paid. You don't get any holiday pay. That would have been great, but I wouldn't have been allowed to do it because it wouldn't have been legal. If people are coming into work every day and you're telling them what to do, they're not really self-employed. Yes, you can have a few consultants here and there, but you can't have your whole workforce uh, self-employed. And Uber have built up a tremendous business model because they don't have to run any taxis, they don't have to pay any maintenance for taxis, they don't have to buy any taxis or lease anything. They don't have to worry if they break down. Uh, they just have these drivers on an app and uh, it, it's they don't even employ them. They're self-employed. And I know that this has been challenged in other countries as well, in, in Australia, for instance, um, and it will have far-reaching consequences for the gig economy. These are all these self-employed people like Uber drivers, like um, these delivery drivers and van drivers uh, for Amazon, companies like Amazon and Deliveroo, food deliveries, all these sort of people. Uh, you know, we, we are, you know, may it, things may change and, and the companies may have to pay their taxes and, and, and sort out their taxes and employ them on a different basis because they real, really are employees. However, it could be the end for us of very cheap rides, cheap deliveries, free deliveries and that sort of thing. But it, it's probably fairer to people because during this lockdown, these are the type of people that have suffered uh, you know, and, and don't get any furlough schemes or, or government support. So it's perhaps a good thing, but it may mean higher prices for, for us in the long run to, to, to just grab an Uber, whereas, you know, people are sort of living on Ubers at the moment. They think buying cheaper to use Ubers than have a car if you live in the city. But that, that could change. OK, so we'll just watch that space there. We'll see what, how Uber will react to this. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is, is a free property seminar for Money Tips uh, followers. Now, 2021 is going to be a key year in property. We saw properties rise last year by 8%. And, and 21, what we're saying here is that you could become a property millionaire in 2021. As lockdown restrictions are eased, the world has changed, the economic model has changed. Many people are not secure in their job anymore. So they're looking for a sideline. They're looking for a side hustle to, to make some money and perhaps replace their income from that J-O-B, the just overbroke job. Uh, that is no longer that secure. So this Sunday at 10 a.m. there'll be a, a property revolution summit uh, to discover how educated investors are using this this new economy, this new revolutionary strategies to maximize their profits in property. So as we're coming out of lockdown, um, it, this is a key time to get into something like property and how you can get a slice of it without using your own money. And this free property seminars will go will summit on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. We'll go through three main strategies. Um, what you need to do now to uh, get get into property without using your own money, how you can get into property using other people's money, how you can develop a business in property, having absolutely no money whatsoever to put down into property. And I've seen this with my own eyes. So I'll put a link up here. Do, do try and reserve your place if there are limited places. Now, these have been offered online um, for free because you, you can't do these things in a physical way at the moment. They would normally be physical seminars, summits, and people would pay to go in, but they can't do that. So they're doing them online 
and uh, you, you can go online. I'm not running it myself. These are run by friends of mine. So do have a look at that. Click on the link. You can watch this from anywhere in the world um, and it's a free free seminar. So click on the link below and perhaps you, this 2021 could be your year to become a property millionaire. Who knows? Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and great, great to see you all. Bye for now.